Hello and welcome to BizPod. On this week's episode, we'll be discussing entrepreneurism, some of the common myths around it, and how to be a good entrepreneur. Hello there and welcome back. I am Louise Duncan, and as always, I am joined by... And Tom Winters. And today's going to be an interesting episode because we're discussing entrepreneurism. Um, but, you know, a lot of the, the dialogue and the discussions around entrepreneurism of, are definitely from people who really love being an entrepreneur and really love Absolutely. being business. <laughs> I think people who are used to really selling themselves as well. So we're wanting to, I think you wrote down a really good term of demystify it a little bit because there's often that kind of... Uh, it, it feels a bit dangerous, it can feel a bit hard to tackle, it can seem a little over the top or you can think that's not me at all but really it's it's a mindset and, and we're going to explore different areas of it for you today. Yeah and I think as well as that there, there are some you know you, you see like you hear about it and you see people and you know they've got like entrepreneur in your, their bio and you know there, there are some like mm. stigmas about like are they an entrepreneur what does that mean and um, obviously on TV you get a certain image of entrepreneurs but Absolutely. it could be a lot more simple than that so let's get let's get right into it and you've got to start with the start of course that self-starting attitude i think something that we can sort of reflect a little bit upon from the interviews that we've had is everyone that would call themselves an entrepreneur has that you know i knew it from the start that this is what i wanted to do and that kind of initial spark so to say I don't know if you'd agree with that but I think I think people talk about they had a need to do something businessy kind of related or to make or to create or to sell and I definitely think that's at the heart of of entrepreneurship yeah and uh, you know at the the end of the day you know uh, a thousand people can have a thousand ideas whether you know it's nervousness because you know there is an element of a leap of faith or not sure how to do it and not being able to find out how the people who become entrepreneurs are the people that go and you know they figure out how to start it whether you know it's a case of getting more education to figure out how to do it or literally just taking that leap of faith it's actually going ahead and doing something that helps get some pointing in the right direction and yeah, you know, there's a lot of different things. I think a part of that process of, you know, be expected to fail and have to get up and start again um, also is very much th- that attitude is part of the. It's not that nothing can stop you, but it's about sort of accepting and, and growing and moving on and starting again and picking up and growing and moving on and starting again. Absolutely. And I think being able to not just look at you know an idea is like i i can you know th- this is oh, wouldn't it be cool but actually being able to this would be cool if we sold it in this place or we presented this information this way this could add value or be something that people would be interested in or we can help in this regard uh, is really something a, a good skill to have whether and it can be transferable because not just in that going out and starting your own business sense but just being a good employee being a, a kind of a good partner or collaborator if you're kind of doing stuff as a contractor being mm. able to just think in a certain mindset that is kind of looking at the bigger picture is really important yeah well you you introduced me to the term intrapreneur about uh, having those spirits but sort of within a company if you can explain that a little bit I yeah think that's what you're getting at uh, absolutely you know you 
as an entrepreneur, that doesn't just mean, you know, going out and starting, you know, the next Netflix or the next uh, Virgin Media or whatever it could be. There's a lot of to it, you know, if you're going out there and you get like, figure out how to get your first job at like the like midway up the management chain at Facebook and, you know, you're having to converse with different teams and lead and manage, you know, you're still very much an entrepreneur. Mm. Um, but within of a company, term that quite often goes around is entrepreneur. Odd term, but... Uh, basically the same sort of principles the same go out and get attitudes because you know at the end of the day you're still doing a lot of you know the going out and networking discussing with clients if you're working with certain size companies management a lot of the skills are transferable and similarly if you're going on to do self-employed stuff you know a lot of transferable skills and i think that's maybe something to consider as well that even though this idea of an entrepreneur can seem sort of far-fetched or or to a specific set of individuals you might actually be an entrepreneur yourself without without really knowing it. Um, I think it's really difficult to sort of, because I, I feel it's not, entrepreneurism isn't like something that you learn, I think it's, or it is something that you learn, but I don't think it's something that you can just have. I think I think it's an ability that everyone has a chance to get it, but you've also got to work on it. But I don't think that it's in, in the case that you can't have it or some people have it magically. I think I think you definitely have to be brought up with a mindset of, you know, accept failure. Failure is good. Move on. Pick it up again rather than just I'm going to be amazing because I think we've talked to some people who really do feel that they are amazing. <laughs> yeah I think where the tough thing comes along is you know as you know kids and people growing up and learning you hear people and you know their job title you know it's like you know they're a CEO you know they're maybe a a pilot there may be a mechanic and then you have this guy over here he's an entrepreneur you know he's got a job as an entrepreneur and you're just gloss over where you know it's not like that it's you know you're you're off doing you could have your hats in many things you could be a, a video editor a painter a mm. cinematographer you could be doing all those things but underpinning that could be an element of entrepreneuring and going to you know let's say filming networking nights and you know meeting producers meeting people putting yeah, your name exactly. out there giving them your card um which is you know a different way of looking at entrepreneurship than you know i am an entrepreneur and that's my job yeah i think even especially with the sort of the you know the internet has been able to not just connect people to near infinite resources but also connect people to each other and so i think with with how easy it is to set up like etsy shops or to be able to sell stuff to your friends you know if you've got a really good crafting skill you can make those and sell those it doesn't just have to be birthdays or or cakes you know you're really good at baking you can make and sell cakes and i think it's that going from that initial you know what i can do this to i'm going to sell this and i can i can sell myself in that way i think that is the spirit of entrepreneurship is i've got this thing and i can do it and i will do it that it doesn't have to necessarily be a huge business every time it could just be you know you do art commissions for your friends because you've got a really interesting art style yeah and i think having that you know entrepreneurial spirit can you know express itself and show itself through so many different means you know it doesn't have to be like you know taking that that massive jump you know being able to you know somebody who's just naturally capable of monetizing things and has like is able to get like good side hustles going fairly easily uh, is kind of an example of that you know hmm. you you see as you say you can have somebody and you know they figure out a new skill they learn something new and they're like all right let's get that etsy store up and running or you know they're doing some drawings and then 
but working somewhere else they're like oh let's i can do a couple commissions on the side on twitter Mm. Uh, and just being able to just get other stuff going quite easily or not being able to figure out the steps to do that because i I know for myself coming from the youtube side and doing all that that learning how to actually be like oh this is a monetizable skill and you know i know many people that have similar skills who have maybe not done youtube and you know they don't realize that skills that could be reutilized um and being able to know how to utilize skills in a way that gives value is quite important yeah i think so much of our experience of entrepreneurship and, and even just a business is kind of in that digital realm now so what is entrepreneurship i think definitely has changed over the last five or so years along with um, the spaces in which you can be entrepreneurial um, and and of course over the last year it has had to yet again change and so it's sort of wonderful to see these these people who could either and have not did not have access to this before and can now or or people who are able to do more I think it's really important though to say that if you're in a space where you're not able to invest in say a side hustle you know if you're already working a 50 60 hour week that's that is work in itself and that shouldn't be um, undermined. Even when you're doing a 40-hour week, it still shouldn't be undermined because it's it's difficult, but you might be in a position where actually a couple hours on the side and you could sell something else or make something else. Yeah, and you know, it's at, at the core of it, it's finding what is the, the life you want for yourself. If you could see yourself, yeah, I want to, doing little wee art commissions or kind of restoring cars is something I'm really passionate about. Mm finding the steps to kind of get into that you know whether or not that's just buying one car to kind of do as a hobbyist thing sell it on for a bit of a profit to kind of start up that sort of line of work yeah taking that little step and thinking about how you can move forward is very handy and there is that idea of you know these big um entrepreneurs who are given money to just sit back and just taking the the proceeds but mm. there's nothing wrong with you know being there and just actually doing the stuff that you love that's still still valid our friend Hannah, um, that we spoke to earlier, wonderful, absolutely lover, um, and she's had to sort of close down the main sort of business business stuff that she's doing at the moment. She is still an incredibly crafty and incredibly sort of entrepreneurial driven person, and so even though she's got another job now and that main business is closed, there is still a whole load of other business stuff she's doing on the side with some brilliant craft stuff that she's making, and it's just oh, she's such an inspiration. We love her so much absolutely yeah you know it's kind of amazing where you know similarly uh another kind of close business uh colleague in a, a startup company that started up around the same time as us uh, sadly did close down recently but we know the mm. founder you know every every couple of weeks you know he's doing you know work for this company he's starting this thing he's doing that he's doing this creative project that creative project and that ability to just get knocked down and then still just get other stuff on the go again yep. is absolutely commendable um, and I think we can't really talk about entrepreneurship or entrepreneurism without really talking about, I think, the hunger and ambition that that there's something, you know, I don't think it's about not being greedy, but I think that that is also part of it that you've got to watch out for. I don't know what you would say, Anton. Yeah, you know, it's a, a very risky thing and i hope i think that the main thing i want to get across early in this is that there's no point killing yourself over it putting your 200 100 hours a week burn yourself down um you know if you're not working it's not worth it and yeah you hear some people where you know they'll be at the end of a 16 hour shift basically and then they watch like one of those motivational videos and they put in an extra hour and then their health starts to get get affected so definitely 
never push it to that extreme but there is an element of being a little bit selfless and i think you know definitely be mindful that you know there's no point putting yourself out of commission for a couple months but i think there is an element of you know it's easier to put in 50 hours into your own thing than it is to put 40 hours into uh, a business that you're maybe less passionate for I, I think you're right with that it can be really difficult to judge especially at the start how much energy a project needs because you might be able to supply that all by yourself with a really achievable sort of vibe to it so to speak or or with a really achievable um amount of energy to output um, but that also that also it might be inattainable in the position that you're in. And I think that that is also then part of that entrepreneur spirit is like being able to jump and, and dive into it and commit. And OK, I've got to quit this so that I can put all my energy into this. I think I think that's also part of it. And that's also scary. Um, and, and that can go wrong. Um and so I think those really good entrepreneurs either have safeguards and safe nets, or should I just shouldn't say good, I should say the big ones that we hear about are heard about because they have those safeguards and those extra nets and those, you know, millions that they can fall back on. Um, and so I think especially smaller business level, it can be so, so tricky and, and so, so scary. Um, and so you've got to decide whether it's worth it, that commitment, that jump. Yeah, and I think that's one of my, my favourite takeaways is when we chatted to Raj of uh, Goodman Lantern, mm. is that he recognised that within of his role, he is an, you know, an asset to the company in many ways. Took the kind of good step in being like the well health and the well-being and the happiness of him, coincidentally, is in best interest of that his company. So being able to look after yeah. himself, uh, kind of do things that make him happy and kind of add to who he is is still value to the company yeah and i think you and i have talked a lot about this or because i think we have slightly differing opinions sometimes but it's that kind of you know do you work to live or live to work and and that's something of course to keep in mind because at the end of the day i think we li we li we live in a society um but you know we live in a time in a place where it is not only you know frowned upon not to work but we are very much seen as as what we can produce and how productive we can be um, and that, I think, as a way of valuing people is horrible. And, and I don't want to end that with a but, uh, though I think I will because of, I'm bad with words. Though I think I think it is important for oneself to feel creative or, or to feel productive. But I also don't think that should be your only value. You know, you are not the company that you have made or that the work you have done is you are a person with a life. And I think if you're finding that your work is just taking everything away from you, I mean, you know, you've got to consider, well, what what am I doing this for? Why am I doing this? Because otherwise it's just not sustainable. And um, we talked to a lot of people about that, that initial why, you know, why are you starting this and why are you doing this? And so if it is something like a side huddle, side hustle craft project, it could be because you really like doing that craft or that hobby. Um, and so other people giving you ideas can be quite nice. But if it is the case of you've got this skill that's maybe very niche, but you don't enjoy it, why are you doing it? I think being able to, you know, look at your skill set and be able to you know identify what 
you can do within of a certain time. You know, I think it's hard for us to, mm. to comment a little bit more on the stuff where, you know, it's infinitely scalable. I know James uh, Mulvaney uh, kept talked about, you know, hitting that point when his skills became less about what he could squeeze into the, a day, but reaching more people. Yeah, but yeah. I think if you're getting to the point where, you know, you're working, you know, 18 hours a day, um, it's okay to say no to projects. Um, and, you know, if it's not covering the cost you know that's when you start you know trying to balance things out you know you try and put up your prices a little so mm. you know you've got you know a nice eight eight ten hours worth of work every day you know you're still making the same money there's only so much jobs you can take in a day so it's okay to you know put up your rates a little if you know you're getting more than you can handle to kind of thin down what you're working on because there's no point stressing out too much i mean or even i think uh and again i think because james and raj were at that slightly bigger step on the ladder you know they're very much fully into their careers both of them talking about that point when it's about bringing people on it's not necessarily about thinning your work but it's about those steps of okay well there's a lot here for me to do if I can hire somebody part-time to just say manage my calls or you know to just manage that intake or maybe I'm just going to do someone I'm going to assign someone else on sales and then I'm going to purely focus on the work or actually I can send you know I can I can contract people to maybe do these jobs twice a week that I can't manage and I still do the rest um that that is also then a part of it it's that leap it's that next step it's that understanding what you're doing and what is achievable because I think so much of the time you're having to sell yourself constantly that you can almost fall into the problem of believing you know your own hype I think I think I think that's again a big part of that kind of culture um the 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 entrepreneur business culture you know is that everyone's amazing and perfect and can work all this stuff and 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 I think you've got to understand that you are not and they are not and nobody is and if they're re- if they believe themselves then you know they're doing something wrong I think yeah and that, you know and the idea we kind of circle round to and comes up a couple of times is you know especially for small startups it becomes a point where there's like a ceiling where you know you've done like a lot mm. of the work you've got yourself you've made it sustainable and, you know, a lot of blood, sweat and tears that went into it. And, you know, it is that, you know, scaling it up bit that can be very scary for some people. And I, I think people get a little bit trapped in the idea. It's like, oh, nobody can do this like me. But can always, a part of, you know, having a business and, you know, having people work with you is, you know, you have the ability to pass on some knowledge. Uh, mm-hmm. And ideally you can, you know, who knows, you might be able to get people that are better that, than you at your, like, your job. Um, especially you know when it's your bread and butter for instance uh, for myself like if we were hiring an editor I know that would be something I would be very touchy about uh, and be very particular you'd, about you'd be so grumpy all the time <laughs> but you know at the end of the day you know th- there will be people out there that are better and you know there's maybe people out there you can pass knowledge onto. Uh, so you know if you are at that stage where it's about getting over that next leap there are people out there that will be able to do your job and if not working with them is part of the job i think though you've sort of or or i would feel that 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 slightly sort of missed the ticket a bit i think it's not necessarily about 
because your your whole job isn't just the editing and i think that's True. what we've got to make clear is is technically your editing is what you are best at and so i don't think we would ever hire anyone to do what you are best at better but i think in terms of it would maybe be hiring somebody to say do the storyboards which is very time consuming you know that we figure out the beat somebody else does that and then we can move on or you know it'd be hiring somebody else to do the the management hiring somebody else to do that kind of thing i think depending on where your skills lie you want to hire complementary oh absolutely um, and so but yes you're right there does you do hit a point where then you've got all of your complementary skills and then it's well what's left that main thing that's time consuming and at that point you've got to decide whether you do you want to keep doing what you've done and what you maybe are good at but maybe don't enjoy or maybe do enjoy and and do you then move on to being the head of the business and the big thinkers and the moving on and looking at selling and starting again or do you know what I mean do you go super hard and specialize in exactly what you do you know maybe look into teaching it maybe look into coaching it that kind of stuff I think are definitely sort of two avenues which sort of go side by side yeah and uh, you know I think that's one thing to bear in mind is that don't feel pressure to just keep on getting bigger uh, and I think mm. I've heard this, uh, especially from the theater side where, you know, there are some companies, you know, they hit the size where, you know, they're getting to do projects that they're enjoying. They're having fun. Uh, they're covering bases. And it's like, this is the size of company I want. You know, I want to be involved in the actual running and the, the working of the programs and the projects that we do, which I, I think is, you know, completely valid. Because I think if you wanted to do stuff that you didn't want to do, you know, there's plenty of other jobs to go do that. Um, so being able, you know, you've obviously started a business, hopefully, to do something that you enjoy or to do something mm. in a particular niche. So don't feel pressure to kind of push yourself out of that field if it gets to that point. I mean, and it might just be that you've ha you've got the energy to get it to a certain point, and then that's all you can really do. And I and I again, I also don't think that's necessarily bad. There are ways around it, and there's also not ways around it. Sometimes it could be like a, a supply and demand that there isn't uh, an audience. Absolutely, and I, I was curious to get get your thoughts on this, Louise, because I feel like there is sadly uh, an element of entrepreneurship where you know you have these more colder, cynical business mm. uh you know you know steve jobs-esque you know it's like ah, i'm just gonna uh, not even steve jobs but you know the you know cutthroat world of the the business side which yeah. is not true because i feel like some of the you speak to some of the m more wholesome people and you know you see their story and you're like oh you know you're more than an entrepreneur than this person who's being very uh down my throat on linkedin <laughs> i think because i think that's with um any anyone or, or should I say any area of work, I, I think that's such a nature of people. And especially when money is involved, you know, and selling, I think it does really bring out the worst in people, whether it's the fake believing their own hype or whether it is malicious. And, you know, as I think quite young startups, you know, we've seen those spaces already. You know, you see and you hear about these kind of difficult, dangerous things. You know, it is. it does put people in positions of power and I think people will abuse that power. And so it, it has then been, I think, triple, quadruple nice when we've talked to people who have been really wholesome and really encouraging um, and really supportive. And, you know, we try to bring those ones to you on the BizPod. Um, you know, we do have a mix of people who are often like, yeah, can we come on to BizPod? 
Um, and we really, we really work and look and assess at the people that we bring on because we really don't want to encourage that. Um, I think we we wrote it down as asshole, and and it is asshole culture, <laughs> being pushy and demanding and difficult. And it's I think no, if you're working with people in any capacity, it's about you know love and understanding and and doing the best you can. Absolutely, and fundamentally, you know, a lot of the actual entrepreneurism is you know going out there networking chatting management uh, it's so much of it is actually people focused because you know it's mm. you know it underpins so many different disciplines and style of businesses that this consistency of just being actually good with people i guess in some instances that might just be you know being a little bit more sharp and direct if you're needing to you know command a, a larger project in a, a tight time frame but if you're able to you know in other situations you know that might mean being able to sit down and nurture your the people you're collaborating with to you know get the the best out of them especially if it's something creative you know you can't just point somebody let's say if you're producing some music point them in front of a mic and get the best work you might need prompt or kind of uh, encourage them to do their best work yeah i think no business works in isolation you know even if you're a painter that goes up to the hills and paints you've still got to get your supplies from someone you know you've still got to get those resources you've still got to find the clients you've still got to sell yourself and so we really want to especially with the people that we work with you know work with people who are friendly and happy and familiar and when they are demanding and weird i don't know we we typically try not to work with that though of course there are occasions where you can't avoid it um, and, it, you know, don't don't lose sleep or food over it. But I think if you can also, you know, try just just as a human being, try and leave the world a little bit better than when you came in. You know, I think that's really important, especially in in business where it's about, you know, building and growing and selling. I think losing your moral compass um, is made easy in the world that we live in. Absolutely, and I, I think a good instance of this would be if you, you, you're wanting to keep listening on, you know, generally working on your people skills, the, the Sebastian mm-hmm. podcast we did um, covers this quite well, where at the end of the day, you know, there are people in this industry, so if you can, you know, take interest in your fellow peoples, it'll make it a more enjoyable time for you and for the people you work with, and, you know, it'll make it a lot more streamlined of a process if, you know, everybody's happy uh, and how they're engaging in this conversation and how things are going. Totally, totally. And we've had the chance or or a very great, great opportunity to work with some of the people who we really care about. And so not only are like client meetings re- very enjoyable, we're also able to do our specialised work, which we really love. And then, you know, we're able to deliver a product to people that we like with work that we're proud of. You know, that's that sadly is quite a special situation, but it has made it has made the work so much easier. You know, it's made our our mental health so much more stable Mm. because we don't you know, we don't feel like we're having to sell our souls. I don't know. I think capitalism, you know, is a vehicle which which, you know, has a tight grip on the world. And that's okay, but you've also got to, you know, you've got to care for yourself whilst also selling yourself. And that's difficult. That That is difficult. Um, it's easy to just be horrid and dismissive and weird. And so I think what we're trying to say is it's worth that that bit of effort. You know, of all of the places where you could put your energies and efforts, that bit is really important and that bit really pays off. 
if you're able to you know remember and just enjoy that you know social aspect it'll make things so much easier where you might be happy to you know meet up with you know x person that you you worked with a couple times because they were friendly and you know that might manifest and work it might not but you won't be upset when it doesn't because you know if you're going in with the instance of it might be a good chat or it might be good to catch up or see what they've been up to being able to enjoy that social aspect of business world will make networking things where you know you'll naturally, you know, want to chat to the, you know, friendlier people, friendly people in the room and, you know, that could become, you know, friendships or even, uh, and work. People, people will want to work with, you know, I mean, we want to work with our friends. People want to work with their friends um, and who they like and who they enjoy. And especially if they're giving you money, they want to like you, you know, people tend to want to like you before they give you their money. And so I think there are elements there which, it can be you know networking doesn't just have to be yes I will gain five new people today but it can be that strengthening relationships it can be oh remember you had a project you know that you were going to start two years ago what happened with that oh actually I'm doing it now you know I think I think networking can be a multitude of opportunities um of all different sort of sizes and varieties we have had friends of friends who say wanted to borrow a camera and then actually turns out there's a project there or you know are are looking to do something like this and oh well i know david you know he does whatever down the pub <laughs> and and so then david becomes a key part of that project and and it's i don't think it's just about knowing people but it's about leaving leaving a really good impression on people absolutely and uh, i think a good thing for us to to finally touch on is you know as we've mentioned, you know, this, you know, trading and financial side of entrepreneurship where, you know, people are investing 200 million pounds for 25% of the business and, uh, you know, startup businesses like ourselves um, and startup entrepreneurs like ourselves isn't the only way. You know, if you're wanting to start a charity or something non-profit, you know, you're very much still an entrepreneur, you know, you're going out there, you chat with people, you're starting something, especially that starting and finding how to not monetize, but uh, funds that kind of operation. Mm. And similarly, if you're going into politics, if you're wanting to, you know, start a campaign or a project or get something going or a movement, um, you know, there's still a lot of, you know, going in there and kind of betting on yourself in many ways. Yeah, I think you're right. Those skills are totally transferable, um, but also just really important. I think we we often not misrepresent, but but don't always appreciate the importance of things like management skills and leadership skills and and entrepreneurism or entrepreneurship as a as a vehicle for selling yourself and, and moving up in the world. Um, because I think they can be used in so many different contexts. Um you know, this year has been a very bizarre year because I think we've had sort of a lack of social but but new spaces growing in different environments. And I think it really is showing that these core skills are as transferable as they are because they're still really relevant even as, you know, certain industries are crumbling and certain industries are growing. And um, there's so much that can be done with these core skills. Absolutely. And I, I think, especially looking at the the side of non-profit is especially interesting in entrepreneurship and it, we've got a couple of people in mind I think we'd love to get on the podcast one day to kind of go into mm. this in better detail but you know there is especially there where the the profit is not immediately or the gain or the value isn't immediate to yourself and the person running it 
I think you see some of the the strongest kind of entrepreneurial spirit where you know they think this is important, so they're you know they're going in there, they're they're taking the sacrifices, they're betting that they can do this, they're finding out how to fund, how to make this sustainable. That there, I think, goes against so many of the kind of more dark and sinister ideas that kind of float around, the mystified ideas of entrepreneurship that are out there. I think leans into the strength for you know there's a kind of a core of having you know an ethic that you know you think you know this sh- this is not how the world should be or you know it's a shame that you know people don't have support in this situation and using entrepreneurship for good in that instance yes <laughs> um it's 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 really difficult so let's let's round up what we've gone over because i think we've sort of covered a whole lot of different things i think what we really want to say to you you know is that is that there are opportunities out there but if it is too difficult you know you've got to assess whether to take that plunge um i think you know managing your energy and your time is really important but that will only add up to skills which then you can use later you know always always stay always stay nice and friendly arrive on time um and be the best person you can because that will actually aid your business more than having sort of difficult situations remember that you you know you you are a a a creature with skills and and abilities and can be productive which which you know you should treat yourself as a resource on a company level but also you are a human being and you are not merely a means of production um and and you should equally value yourself um, you know, as, as a computer, give it checks up, you know, don't just leave it running for hours, you know, make sure you, you know what you're doing, make sure you're like a car, make sure it's oiled, make sure it's well fed. This is a very nice Anton metaphor here. <laughs> um, but also make sure, you know, that it's, it's got its MOT. <laughs> Go to the doctors if you don't feel well. <laughs> Louise Duncan. Dun, dun, dun. And yeah, I, I think especially just being able to, you know, don't, undersell yourself i think a lot of people are scared to call themselves entrepreneurs and you yeah, know, for good yeah. reason I, I think you know this is something that we've encountered where you know it's like um, you know i don't feel like an entrepreneur you know that you know there's this it's you know these people mm. that call themselves entrepreneurs i'm not like them i'm doing this thing but i think you know anyone has the capacity to you know be entrepreneuring uh, or at least a lot of people do and you know even if you're like in you know as in a business you know if you're moving up from shift leader to you know kind of manager and you know you're kind mm. of in a good position you're passionate about that store and that company you know you could move up to regional manager you know there's always room to grow so if you're passionate about that particular field you know doing what you can and you know to kind of help yourself out in that department is still of value and you know you've grown within of that company if that's what you're passionate about the same kind of core tenets of you know being friendly being a good human uh, and you know finding the next best ways to kind of get ahead still lie there and being self-starting and so anton say somebody wanted to network with us and connect with us how would they do that best oh, of course you know firstly we do have our social medias at nakamedia lop on facebook and instagram and uh, we do keep up with our stories and we do a bunch of good posts over there and we do have an email at contact at nacmedia.co.uk and then look at that yeah professionalism <laughs> like clockwork and uh, you know there's a there's this thing with wings that keeps coming in with mail could you could you elaborate 
What, what, what's that, that creature doing there? It's the ravens. ravens. The ravens. Oh, the ravens come and they bring us post. And you know what they've started doing now? They've started delivering packages. What good little boys. They put it on their backs like a little backpack or they, they tie it between each other. Very sweet. Mm, they, 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 they do be working hard. You know, they went through a lot of radical uh, reinventions over time. Uh, one day, uh, we'll hire a, a great artist to illustrate all the things that we've conveyed about these mythical creatures. Absolutely. <laughs> and episodes of the BizPod go out Thursday at 2pm. So make sure you tune in then if you're excited for your next episode and when it comes out. We also announce them currently on Instagram, just in case you want to double check. And if you want to learn more about some of the stuff we do as a media production company, you can learn more at nakamedia.co.uk as well as checking out some of our portfolio, our originals, and learning a little bit about who we are, our background in this. You can see if we're qualified to talk mm. about business. Um, you know, we've, we've got all the details there, and I think overall quite a, a lovely website. But I think until next time, I guess, goodbye. Bye for now. Au revoir.